0: Thank you for listening to High Green, the official podcast of the Boston and Maine Railroad Historical Society, where we delve into the history, memories, and legacy of the Root of the Minuteman. High Green is funded by your membership in the Boston and Maine Railroad Historical Society, and any views expressed on the show are solely those of the owner. If you'd like to learn more about what we do in the Society, or join us, you can head right on over to our website, www.bm rrhs.org
1: Perhaps this story hasn't been told in B&M circles, but it's it's a B&M story, and it's a good one.
2: Oh my God, he says, I don't think I ever saw a train down here before. (laughs) He was amused. (laughs) I still have that wanderlust. I still want to go back rowing.
0: Welcome back to High Green, the official podcast of the Boston and Maine Railroad Historical Society. My name is Rick Kufori. And before we jump back into some more tales of the Boston and Maine, just a little update for you here on what the society has been up to lately. We've recently completed the update of our website, And our new online archives has just gone live. It's hosted through a program called Omeka, which allows for us to have a more professional looking online archives, which is searchable. You can search for keywords. For example, I just typed in Portsmouth and every document that we have available relating to the Portsmouth branch or Portsmouth, New Hampshire, all of that came right up. So it's super efficient. Plenty of ways to be organized and find what you're looking for in the online archives. We've also been doing quite a bit of work on our YouTube channel. We launched a new online series called Minuteman Steam, which is based off of the book Minuteman Steam. This series is going to cover all of the types of Boston and Maine steam locomotives. Our first episode on Moguls uh, premiered a few weeks ago, and we're putting the finishing touches on episode two, which is going to focus on the 280 consolidations. We had two new episodes of Minuteman Tales premiere recently, covering. Lowell, Massachusetts, and Franklin, New Hampshire, so definitely check those out if you get the chance. We've also been publishing a number of miscellaneous videos, which were taken by uh, Russell Monroe on VHS tape in the 1980s and 1990s, and we've been posting those on the YouTube channel, Uh, so there's lots of content to explore if you're interested in watching some videos. We are going to be uploading some of our DVD titles that we sell onto YouTube, Uh, You're going to be able to purchase those or rent them on YouTube, Uh, so some of the DVDs that we've offered in the past will be available on YouTube as well. Just a couple of event reminders here as well. Our January meeting is coming up on January 14th, that's a Saturday, starting at 3 o'clock p.m. at Rogers Hall in Lowell, Massachusetts. The presentation this time is going to be the photos of the late Tom Nelligan. Tom passed away last year but was well known for posting a lot of his photos on the internet. Uh, he took photos in the 1960s, 1970s, and 80s in places like Boston, uh, the Connecticut River Valley, all around Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Really great 1970s and 80s Boston-made images. We're going to be showing some of those off that have been donated to the Society recently. Of course, we're going to be attending the big Amherst Railway Society railroad show in West Springfield, Massachusetts this year. Uh, It's one of the biggest railroad shows in the country. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be the weekend of January 28th and 29th. We're going to have our usual booth at the show. Uh, So be sure to stop by and check us out. Uh, We're going to have lots of merchandise available, books, clothing, DVDs, uh, society publications. We're also going to be there as well. So if you want to come by and meet the crew of Minuteman Tales or High Green, we'd love to chat with you for a little bit. Today's episode of High Green, we're going to continue on with the cassette tapes, which were loaned to us by Jim Dufour. Last time we heard Walter Dunn recounting his memories of working for the Boston and Maine. Today we're going to hear Laddie Russell, a Fitzwilliam, New Hampshire resident who worked for the Boston and Maine Railroad from about 1955 until 1987. And he talks about the Cheshire branch, uh, what it was like working for the Boston and Maine during that time period, some colorful memories and stories. I think you're going to enjoy this one as well. So, without further ado, Laddie Russell from September tenth, two thousand and five.
3: Hi, Laddie, Hi, this is, this is Laddie Russell. Nice to meet you. It's nice a pleasure. Oh yeah. Good. Good. Jim, Good. as we sit, gesture, and meet, take a look at something. something
1: you just just go in, go. Um, this is his dad's picture.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. There's Chet Silva, uh-huh. my father. Oh yeah, you got it. Yes, Roberts, Landis. I mean Eddie Bushwhite, Landis.
3: Now, when did your dad go to work for the B and M or um, for the railroad? I should I think say 1915. 1915. And he's couple? he's retired i yeah, Retired. Retired. When did you uh, go to work? 55. 55. I retired in 87.
2: 87? 87 uh, yeah. I retired in 62. I'm 80 now. Well, I said 70. Yeah, five five we were. We yeah. were trying to relate <laughs> you to, to Cyan Ruth. Yeah. Just a little bit younger. Ryan's a little more than I am <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I remember that day that picture was taken. Oh, damn. Most of
3: these. Probably these are like <coughs> that. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So this would have been one of your first, uh, or one of your yeah. last.
2: One of my first timetables. First timetables.
3: Yeah. yeah. 1956. Yeah. That was within a year or two when the, they took uh, all the passenger That's trains the last off. Of yeah. 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 the While I had the, uh,
2: I forget the name of the, the train, we used to go come out of uh, Boston, change crews at Pittsburgh, go to White River, take them and come back the next day. I, I was on that job for a lot have. I didn't have seniority enough to hold it for a while. Was it the butt cars, cars and butt cars. Cars. Yeah, yeah. cars? Yeah, two butt cars. Yeah, two butts. Used to go through here. What
1: now, call, how do you call it? Huh?
2: No, no, the, the, the treasurer was the streamliner. It was the slipper. Okay. I got I, I have some pictures of that. May I give you some pictures of that? Yeah, I thought so. I, yeah. yeah. i got copies yeah. In fact, there was an article in the Sentinel not too long ago yeah. about. It. Yeah, it's it up in it's up Lincoln. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh tried to fire that for a uh, That was a uh, kind of a strange rig. You just to have to crawl in on your hands and knees to get
3: in there. You were right, The engine, the prime mover was right in there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Set low on the tracks, go, hold the iron good. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now when I, that, that plowed into the freight house up in Walpole one time, didn't it? Did you know anybody that was? I don't know anybody that, that one plowed out? in that. But, uh, I've seen pictures of it. It was all sideways and right through the side of the freight house. Yeah, I, uh, I can remember uh, I, uh, when I came
2: back from overseas, 45, I didn't let anybody know. Well, I, I think I wrote five letters all the time I was in the military. And if it wasn't for the,
3: wasn't for the, um, for the chaplain, I do not know what those. Anyway,
2: uh, <laughs> I of, know, huh?
3: get, uh,
2: come across w- co- the country and into South Station and into North Station it was around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Was, I forget like, what, it was, but It wasn't a for me i come coming to the station, and I uh, went to the dispatcher, and I said, uh, "Looking for a train west on, you know, to the ranch." I told him who I was, and I, told, I said, my father was, and he was working, but I didn't know where he was. And then I said, to "TJ Russell, he said, "Yeah, he's on the milk train, right out there on track two. He said, "They're getting ready to leave in about twenty minutes." Perfect. So I went out there, and he was with the interview was Steve. Steam, steam locomotive 3700. 3,700, yeah. and they gave it Pond or something like that, one of those red stripes on it. Yeah. The engineer was uh, old, man you know, rock from Deerfield. He was about 85. That was before they, they had the mandatory yes. retirement. His hair was quite as small. He was my tiny guy. Never said a word. But I went out there and I came up behind my father and I put my hand on his shoulder and I thought he was going to have a big one. <laughs> but anyway, it was kind of emotional anyway, no, was going out free to death. And so I told him, I said, I'm going to go home in the train. He said, why don't you, I'll talk to my, uh, John Watson, there the engineer. He was God in those days, the engineer was God. So, and he asked if he could ride, because no schedule stopped, no train didn't stop here at twenty. So he said, Take a ride out. he said, if he could get off, when it's moving, we get off. So we took off, I uh, <laughs> got up and wrote, sat behind him on the on a seat, the curtains were closed, yeah. It was a stoker. you know, and it was, yeah. it was cold. Your front ear was, you could melt lead in the back here. You, you know. You couldn't be afraid of that. And I was sitting behind him on the And, and side. We kind of, was just hanging on, it was just hanging on, hanging on, rolling all these, like, 65 mile on a curve. You know, come out of that bridge and whoosh, out of the bridge and everything. 65 yeah. mile time, make a one application stop. We slowed it down for about four or five miles an hour. And I had a barrack bag. I got down on the catwalk. I got off, and nobody around like a ghost. Nobody here. You know, closed, closed. Clothes. I said, "Jesus, you no. oh, wow. I was emotional, but I was all by myself. You know, freed to death. Had low shoes on and everything. Then I went home. Nobody home. Couldn't get in the house. Door you know, locked. I had to pry a window open to crawl to get in the house. And I'm sitting in the house. At about two hours later, my sister showed up with my mother. And they came in the house, and they always had the big one. And my mother was so mad, but <laughs> because they scared the death out of me, you know. I said, well, I said what a, what a greet, you know. But, uh, what I can that, remember Daddy? that. What year was that? 1945. Yeah, but, uh, oh yeah, this was quite a town, I can remember. Yeah. Trains you know, I remember the cop pulling all those off, the, of from under the cars and everything, you know. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember the last, no problem. Was 71. 71. And for New yeah. Year's. Yeah. New Year. We had a train for uh these Holbrook and Keene grocery, There's yeah. five cars there after a big snow, snow. Mm-hmm. We had a snow plow, had a snow plow ahead of the, the load. We had a 1577, I think, GP7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the snow was deep trees down, ice Going up through hill that was The a, a, a deep plow, stable track plow. Yeah, yeah. And we had bunch of section there. It was just like we went off through a field. Just no tracks, no nothing. Just going yeah. the trees were it off on the side. Went through not the wet in the eye, I mean, all I think see with the top of the high switches. The snowy you know, like a Like went across Laurel Lake. You know, and, uh, went off once down at the 2nd crossing. Didn't know he went off. But we went off because of the ice. But, plowing off, right off, and the guys in the didn't even know it. Because you go around the corner, <laughs> it's like this, you know. So it just don't look quite right. We're pretty close to the ledge. <laughs> but they're going about, about 17 miles because okay. the conditions. But we get out. It was cold enough, so. and I'd run out a little bit of air to it, keep the wheels clean so we're, we're the uh, the and everything were all nice and warm. And it backed it right back in. <laughs> you know, right back on the track and nobody, for no blocking or nothing, it was a good engine like off the track, you know. But other than that, no problem. All the way to Bellas Falls, and uh, stopped in, uh, oh no, we went to Key, they put us up at the uh, Ramada Inn, and the next morning it was 8 18 below zero, and we didn't have much, uh, we didn't have a hell of a lot of fuel, so I didn't know how long it was going to be gone, so we called uh, Keen Oil. Uh, yeah, Keen Oil. Chester Oil. Chester Oil is got a gas for the I got an okay from Bill Ricker to fuel the engine, and they put about, I uh, don't you know, 1,400 gallons in the tank, but then the guy gave me green stamp for it, you know? Oh. I don't a green stamp. <laughs> <laughs> we went all the way to, went all the way to Bellis Fall, turned around up on the Con River Y, in Quebec, and thought uh, uh, the while at the town up there, yeah. came back. We just made it back to Fitchburg before we ran out of time because we was coming down to that in the West Fitchburg, and we had about twelve minutes to make the Fitchburg yard. We just made it, you know, time.
3: Before so he died so on the hours. Would have
2: died on the hours. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. And I had the broken window on the left side. That, tree snapped off and broke the window on the fireman's side, and uh, the guy was slouched down in the seat with a piece of maple, white maple, about like this big And went out on the plow like had yeah. a bow, yeah, um, and it snapped off. When it came back, it took metal and oil, you know. And we was in a cot up in up in Westmoreland. Yeah. you know, yeah. up in the summer, just out of the summer where it yeah. hit us. You know? It was in the summer, we had to back up four or five times because but the wedges and the plow, you only know, compacted so much. Yeah, we no place snow. to go. Yeah, yeah, no place for the snow. snow. Ram it and ram it. I guess some of the time we went even on the road. But we were lucky, you know? That must have been about the end of it. 71, yeah. I mean. Okay. Yeah, they put us up in the Ramada Inn. And there was a bunch of young kids up there having a New Year's party. I think I was there. And, <laughs> and some of the guys on the crew got in on it, you know, and had to really look for them the next morning. <laughs> Trainmaster train came up there and was going to fire the whole bunch, but he couldn't get anybody to replace them, you know. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, I'll the days.
1: miles up to 20. Yep. I didn't realize the process happened. The siding that many cars. Yeah, the
2: 77 mile post is just up there on the corner. It used to be right across over the wall yep. left, Right over the bank, right yep. there. And there was a 54, 54 car mile marker there too. The 54 cars that cleared the west end of the siding up there back of meetings. You know so what
1: there's it? 64 here, yeah, what? It was?
2: 54 on the mark. Well,
1: I'm trying to think
2: 64 cars on the siding down here. Well, it depends on it's that. It out pretty well. Yeah, but the car is a lot smaller. Than the, uh, Kept I have to like this down here. It says the
1: 501, 5501 has superior to 5504. If they meet, the stay in line.
2: 50 will pull over. They don't go by. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you, that's why your railroad watches were were so uh, had to be right up to snuff because Very yeah. you didn't go by minutes. You went by seconds. Right. You wanted to be in the clear. They meant in the clear, you know, because the other guy figures you're in the clear and he might be passing you on an outgoing point at 60 miles an hour. And if you don't clear, strange things happen, you know. They make a mess. Yeah. uh, No, no, I can remember this. This this looks like the old town. I have to
3: walk right right away. (laughs) You (laughs) You walk to the opposite when they go by.
1: most of these came from Ladder. Yeah. I remember that yeah. shit. I
2: about The, yeah. called, uh, the magazine. magazine. The employee what? magazine? The employee
3: magazine? The employee magazine. railroad? or railroad. employee magazine. what employee magazine. Right. I, I have a huge collection. I didn't bring them with me, but I have saved, uh, I've Xeroxed some of the, um, the uh, they used to have a section in the back where they would report on what happened on the railroad, who got married, who died, and so That's forth. That's the one. And,
1: um,
3: I have started to photocopy some of those. Uh, just the, the portion that talks about the Cheshire yeah. and the Pittsburgh division. And uh, we, in fact, we saw your, I think we saw your, your father's name on one of these. serve everybody. I wish I had brought them now. I didn't know what to bring and what not to bring and whether there'd be any interest. I have pretty much a complete collection of them that was right. given to me by, a, he was an engineer on the Portland division named Eddie Moquin. When he died, his widow gave him to me. Who? Eddie Moquin? Okay. Yeah. Mokey, they called him. Yeah. Yeah, he lived across the street from me in Ashworth. And he's the reason I'm into trains, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 Very nice guy, sweet yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, quiet yeah. right. guy. I rode with him once up in out of Lawrence on the Haverhill switcher. Yeah. Now Right over here, uh, Laddie, what I did, uh, is uh, I started a list of. I, Call the names out of the of the uh, magazine, and then I sort them by town. So if they talk about somebody that lived in Fitz, Fitzwilliam, um, I add them to this list. And that's why your name uh, was familiar to me because I had read about that's Treffle God. Russell and the son of Robert Russell, who went home on he went home on furlough no, in May know, of '47. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could be a lot of trouble. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, son. Son Robert. Yeah, all oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, who is Robin Russell? Robert Russell? My, my younger brother. Your younger
2: brother? Yeah. It's Fireman. He wasn't a fireman. He was in the Navy. He was in the submarine. He had had a. He had a. was lucky to be alive. Yeah. So he no, this happened off of San Diego, you know? Yeah. yeah
3: no, no. So he never worked for the railroad? Uh, no. No. Yeah, I. Uh, so, would, would your father have
2: been a fireman? Yeah, oh. yeah. What, 1984? I got some story Right, Rice, an agent. Yeah, Henry Stanker, in the George Spicer train, Sam Williams. I remember Sam Williams at the station over there with, really? a, with a speed key, boy. A speed key? International
3: speed? key. Oh. What <laughs> do you know, but he have, a bug? Yeah. He's a bug? He
2: could really go on, you know. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Very strict. He wouldn't let you in the back. No. <laughs> and uh, you, could hear, you could still hear him. I was just in there looking at the lovers on the autoboard there, because you could hear them. Clinkety clacking when I help pull out the board, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I took a picture of the handles there. Yeah. And just yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. Now, did you know Walter Dunn? Yes. Big Walter Dunn. Yeah. Big guy. Yeah. Big guy. Big guy. I think he yeah, was, he was
2: in, in the Merchant Marine
3: during World War II. Yeah. He was a friend of mine. Yeah. And it was fact, a nice guy. No, well, didn't he, he? He was had a, a position with the union, didn't he? The union, he? Yeah, yeah, he
2: so was. He was, yeah, he was right up in there. Danley
3: rule yeah. wall. This, this is the diamond dog.
2: It's an area view. It's in the diamond dog. Oh, really? Yeah. Because there was a lot of oh, there was a lot of different diamonds. Really? Oh, yeah. There
1: are diamonds.
3: And the reason mafia.
1: Really, like the mafia.
3: School was built
1: in '34, oh, yeah. and this is before that. This is um, I interviewed Walter just before he died, he and, um, and um,
3: he talked a lot about um, running out of Rutland, which is another favorite railroad of mine. But he, I got him to talk a little bit about running the milk train. On the Cheshire Branch. So, if you'd like to have a copy of that, it'd be tickled if you took it. And um, those are his words of oh, yeah. what it was like to run the milk train on the Cheshire Branch. It's only two pages, but.
2: Well, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Sure. I remember. Uh, I can remember the milk train going through here. You hear it coming. Yep. Good to see you.
3: All I hope we do it again. Yes. I'll bring That's some models cool. next time. I have models of a lot of uh, B&M stuff that ran by here. Oh, yeah. I could set them up. Yeah,
2: great, great.
3: Anyway, I want to hear what you were going to say about the milk The milk train. Wow. No train, it was... Uh,
2: you'd, hear you'd hear the whistle. You'd hear the whistle. You'd hear whistle at Stones Crossing. And if you were in a cop anywhere, like Bull Run uh, or down here in the bridge area towards the here, you wanted to make tracks to get out of there, because it wasn't long Yeah. The headlight, you saw the headlight get off the track. Yeah. I remember <laughs> fishing down there at Collins I Pond, pond. pond. <laughs> sitting right beside the Hold track. And you're, you know, sometimes you're yeah, only like you're that to hard fast hard. to clear point of the train, because it was long. And you'd almost go out in the water, standing in of water, because they'd go by it. They, they didn't stop here, yeah. and they, they're 65 miles an hour on that curve, and yeah. once you get around the curve, they picked it up yeah. a notch, and they Jesus. went right straight up to—they uh, were wheeled, I'm telling you, it was swish, you know? Yeah. And of course, the toilets were all open on them old cars in them days, and if you happened to be close to the track, you know, you put your windshield wipers oh, on,
1: But. Well. all that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, did you take your work railroad? my uncle? Yeah,
2: he worked for Cooper on the track.
1: That's is, right here. I come back, but it was Priscilla,
2: Landry,
0: okay.
2: Oh, yeah. Dick Whitcomb, Moss, they all did. Yeah. Uh, Weiner worked on the track. Bill Cooper was was a track. He, came, he was in that. I remember
1: my father saying, in his younger younger, he worked on the tracks. He said, the tracks are so hot one day down there in Collins Park, Connor. He said, come right up like that? Okay, right back down. Not and so, so much
2: as, oh through. yeah, buckle the track, yeah. yeah. But they uh, Dick and all them guys they worked the main line with Cooper they were in the cars you know this old uh, man cooper lived up here Bill cooper, yep. yeah he okay. was he was in the British Army World yeah. War two I think he was in a railroad battalion yeah. and he came here and married this woman and he was uh, track supervisor on a, on a Pittsburgh division for yeah. years out of greenfield and he uh, drank with all these guys so he hired them all he had them all <laughs> working for him. he had the weekends, they'd all, well, they'd all get off, tumble off, fall off on the trains here, you know. There's about 15 or 20 of them that worked on the track with them, you know. And they they uh, worked uh, out of Greenfield, out of Mechanicville, whatever, you know. Yeah, they lived in the cars, you know. Yeah, My father was laid off at the and fireman, and he worked as a flagman because he was the only guy qualified to flag, you know. But, you know if I'm an engineer, you have to be a qualified flagman, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. In those days, you had to know what you're doing because you're working single track. Yep. you uh, got to be able to communicate because, uh, you know, you can't make no boo boo you know?
3: Yeah, <laughs> but, dire uh, consequences. Yeah, it was Dick, uh, uh,
2: Michelson's, Montz.
1: Now, uh, a Marsh, Marsh. uh, Marsh. uh was a foreman down Seven. here, didn't
2: he get Three. run into by a puck, you had a puck, puck cap? No, here, was, uh. That was uh, Gallagher years ago. They got hit. They had to jump. Just the other side of Collins, I think. On this way, on this part of No, no, on the main line. Oh,
0: okay. Then when he got
2: when he got to the point where he was getting ready to retire and he had seniority, he was able to come up here and take this job as a foreman. What was his name, laddie? Osmo Matson. Matson. Osmo. Yeah, and uh. Yeah, Yeah, his yeah his I've got a bunch of old stuff. brother.
1: I, I got some of his stuff, I In fact I got, a pitch, I got
2: a I got a picture somewhere of a snow plow. Yeah. Back of the uh, back of the old grain elevator base. Yeah. I think my sister took it years ago. And it just it's got a fifteen hundred got an alcohol plowing, I think. Yeah, okay. And it happens I think of a picture of him in it. So. Mm-hmm. I think I'll do it out I just thought of it now. Uh, now, Cooper came up here. Cooper ended up, as a uh, fact, before his retirement, of course, like with everybody in management, you get to the point where you're going to retire and you're going to be hauling down the big dough. They want to dump you. Yes. You've got to watch your signals pretty close the last five or six <laughs> years, I'll tell you, because I know. I've been there, <laughs> you know. Oh, I didn't know that. There's something wrong with that signal, you know. This side is mine, and that side is theirs, and you don't want to go over that line, you know. But anyway, uh, Cooper was was foreman here for years. They had him out here as track supervisor, and they had him out here changing ties in the wintertime. So what he did, he gave everybody everything that was on the railroad over there. He wanted ties, bikes, hammers, (laughs) snow plows to go right over there and load right up. He gave everything away.
3: (laughs) We can say that. I want to think the last
1: train that went through here was a circus train. Am I right? Oh, I don't sorry. know if it's the last train with a
2: circus train, but uh, the
1: bats for the Budweiser brewery went through here. Cause they well, they go, well they well they had no, they were the trains tunnel.
2: after that. They came. Uh, yeah,
1: but there was a circus train and there was a train with some uh, army cars on them. They couldn't go through the ledges. Going, they had to leave go one at a time from Troy because they were sinking in the mud too fast.
2: That's right. Uh, but that uh, that's now, a special army. train. That's a special yeah. train. I
1: don't think You'd anything be, after that was it.
2: Oh yeah, we uh, ran trains from here. Uh, in the uh, in the '60s, late '60s, yep. had we used to go to Bellis Falls at a weekend local, sandy up there, uh, hook up with the Con River, and uh, I know I we was always I can still remember it was 15, 20 miles an hour through here, mm-hmm. and it was 45 miles up over the summit out of Keene. The track was great, you know, out of Keene, till mm-hmm. so you get into the cut there at uh, at Westmoreland. And then uh, there was so much water in the cot, mm-hmm. and they hadn't done nothing to it that the track was like spaghetti in there, you know, you could still ride right down to five miles an hour, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. pretty mushy, pretty yeah. mushy. Yeah. No gauge, no, no spikes, no yeah. nothing. <laughs> uh, well,
3: steam Well, Town ran up there, didn't they, for a year or so, Steamtown, when they were running out of Keene?
2: The they ran the out of Keene, but they didn't come down here.
3: No, but they went up over Summit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah 1970. Yeah. See, I was dispatching. I fact, they had two or three. I had two or three, are a three
2: of, the of the old fire fire. engine house ah, foremen uh, that used to one, that worked the work of a retired from the CNM work and working up there in Steamtown. when I went. I worked there and I went there and see them and talk with them. I knew them from down out of Fitchburg or out of East Deerfield or out of Boston. Actually, I think they were based in Keene. That uh had a wreck on the main line at Palmerville in fifty nine or sixty, I forget what it was. And they couldn't uh, right on the diamond at Balmerville. Yeah. Uh, had to run the Portland job up over here. They ran two. I I, I piloted one, engineer Chase out of Fitchburg got 127 cars up here. Up here, ten miles an hour. Oh kidding. And it was tough uh, for me many uh so many curves with so much elevation and stuff you couldn't back no you had to keep going because there was no way you could back up because you can't back up when you got you know it's, it's, it's pretty complicated yeah yes. with with track the way it was but, but you got about 15 crossings plucked you know you got almost two miles of cars you know 10 miles an hour ten yeah 10 miles. miles an hour some places less at full cool sand, damp slip. It was a hundred pound rail, a hundred ten pound rail, but still, it's a small rail compared to the
3: big the stuff way. on the main Yeah, line. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and this was all crump rail. This was all good crump rail.
3: All really? Good stuff. They you kept where, this, as I don't as know as where that went,
2: you know. Somebody <laughs> made some money on that, <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, but oh, yeah, I can remember walking the track here with the, with the Cape for and John Isaacson was there. Section foreman stop the motor car. Stop the motor car. Hey, come over here. Come here, I want to see you. Come over there, go to you. Turn around. You just shot your ass. But next time I catch you up here, I'll really give it to you. <laughs> tell your father, I think you'll me kick my ass all day, but don't tell my father. You know? <laughs> Ernest let's see,
1: Ernest Meddy, You went down through here, right? All right, well maybe it was your father.
2: Yeah, my father owned that local with that fifteen hundred the black. Maybe 50, it was your father,
1: right? I come down here with Freddie Wilkins. We get the mail. I wasn't very old, and out the window would come a piece of that wiping rag of a hunter Cole, and he'd try to hit me every time he goes out through here. And we always put pennies on the rail. I here. Well, wow. I, I don't know
2: about that, but he yeah. fired the local here with Roberts out of, out of Worcester, the Worcester job from Worcester-Bell's Falls. XB, uh, uh, XW... WX. WX and XW, XW right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, that was the 1500. I'm building a well, model of well, the 1500, same that's, right? same that's the same job right there with that 2711 there. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. XW. Yeah. Same job. you yeah. know. And in yeah. fact, uh, uh, Roberts was still the engineer on it when they had the 1500, and as he gained mm-hmm seniority. Uh, he, uh, my father owned it. had a young right. fireman by the right. name of oh, Kaminsky right. out of Bellows Falls. It, hurt, right. and, uh, oh, it was the only black alcohol they had. It was a fifteen hundred the first right. one they had. Yeah. Yeah. And My father used to, every yeah. moment yeah. he had yeah. things, yeah. they'd go to dinner, they'd pull off the he was always polishing it, polishing it, polishing it. He said, yeah. Dad, what the hell are you polishing that thing for? You know? All out from the steam days, you know, everything right. black. Uh,
3: yeah you Always catch me polished and
2: locomotive, kick my ass, you know? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: But, uh, no. So you, you ran diesel through
1: here? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know you mentioned getting fuel buses. I didn't realize... I didn't yeah, we know, ran where out... What was the breaking point between the steam and the... Yeah. Well,
2: was uh, the uh, 40, 40 45, 44. I don't know. I know in... Uh, they still had a lot of steam uh, in '50s. In '55, I fired a steam engine out of Boston to Clinton over the bridge. Sure, here. Yeah, that, yeah. That was the last passenger train they had. And I says, yes. This ain't for me, you know. May of You 56. come out of that tunnel, hanging. All of a sudden, there you over are yeah yeah. Over the yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Hanging on, you know. You're not know, used yeah. to that stuff. You know. That thing was up there. Yeah. Way oh, yeah. up there. Yeah, don't right sit. in front of the dam. Yeah,
2: yeah. first steps a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, then they got rid of them with the hurt my Billy Davis fired that too. Yeah, Billy Davis.
3: Yeah. How'd you get all the way into Boston to work a job in Boston? Seniority. But you lived here and worked yeah. out of Boston? How, did, yeah. how you just you uh deadhead out. down Dead head. Yeah. Would you get a room down there and work work out Dead. of Boston yeah. while the work and they had there. rooms
2: at the engine house too. You oh they to did at the engine yeah. house too. Yeah, same, the, same way in Fitchburg. I Day Street in Fitchburg. Uh-huh. About 35 bar rooms down there.
3: Somehow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so no, bar rooms always seem to be around where the railroaders were well, for some Well, they thought, even like
2: Troy, New York, and everything, you know. I've heard
3: Walter Dunn talk about Troy. <laughs> yeah. Biggest cockroaches he ever saw, he said at the Y. Nothing there. ever shut the bunk down. House.
2: Nothing ever shut down over there. You slept in an old. Old passenger car. right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was an old one too, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was part of town. <laughs> Nothing shut down. It's like it's almost like uh, Bourbon Bourbon Street, New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> right, who was the one arm
1: guy that used to be? That was in the uh, House of Keene. He stopped uh, the track. Simenon. He stopped the track and he got there He cleaned up between the, the rails. The guy, so oh, I don't know. I don't know about yeah, that. He was the same same guy. I well,
2: a, the one-armed guy, was a Seminole, was an agent, you know. He was in Keene. He was here a while, matter of fact. Uh, Sam was here, and Sam was in state line, and Charlie was his brother, you know. He was a little bit loose under the shingles. He used to take the, uh, he used to have the, the Baggage cars, pull the wagons around and unload and everything, you know, like when, when South Pond came in in the summer and everything. The, the trains only have so much time to stop, and you had to have them all spotted right where you wanted them and pack them up. And, the mm-hmm. guy would be really throwing baggage, you know. And then, and then when the conductor gave the engineer the go ahead to go, you better be out of the car because you're going. That reminds me of the time. Funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how that reminds me. Yeah. Coming home. <laughs> another another time coming home from furlough, coming home on furlough, and uh, come out of Boston. Well, there was five of us. There was three guys going to uh, up at Vermont Marines. We come out of the south, and we got in the baggage car. We'd We had some booze, and we were playing cards in the baggage car. We had a stuff we come out of our station. the Baggage master was a nice guy. He was kind of a quiet guy, but by the time we got to Fitzwilliam, he was really noisy, you know. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we are playing cards, and I know that we we're going to meet here at Fitzwilliam. So uh, we got down to the East Switch down there, because I didn't know, I'm in a baggage car, I'm doing well, we're playing cards on the big block of rocks and everything. And this train stopped, it was dark, the snow was not little deep, and uh, I know we're coming into Fitzwilliam, I got plenty of time, plenty of time, plenty so anyway, Get in, stop the train, and the guy hollers, comes to the car, and of course the guy got the switch, and pulling in on the switch, he started right in on the, on the siding. And this is right down the middle of Collins Pond, you know. And he says, Next stop, Troy, you know, Keene. Well, I figured they were leaving Fitzwilliam, so <laughs> I grabbed my nap, my bag, my barracks bag, and split the door open on the baggage car, and I, all I had on was white shoes. I jumped out of the car because I thought I was here. I up the snow this deep right between the track and Collins Pond. I couldn't move because the train was pulling out, you know. But, uh, I sat down there, here I am, you know. And I walked up here. I'm glad there was nobody here to see me. Today. Jesus. So I was, was, of course I wouldn't have froze to death that day, but I was in pretty good shape. That was another one of those. I wasn't railroading that. <laughs> No. I get a lot of memories of the track. Yeah, I can...
1: You Betty Jr. was an engineer, too, right?
2: Yeah. In fact, he left a message on my machine. This morning, I tried to get a hold of him. I, uh, I was going to tell him about this, but I, I called back and he's I... Still him. in
1: Hinsdale?
2: He's, uh, yeah, he's over there yeah. by the, uh, almost across the old drive-in. There. Yeah? Yeah, the Yellow House and yeah, because I told him about Ooh. this, David Reed. Yeah, the doctor. Yeah, his father was uh, uh, David Reed, the old man. He's, uh, he was uh, uh, superintendent of motive power. Real, uh, there was a real, uh, there was a real dope man. It reminds me a lot of George W. Bush. Only a little bit more about attitude, you know. <laughs> like he on. was a little guy, but he didn't he didn't repeat himself, you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I have him listed here, uh, laddie. General Superintendent, Motive Power, B and M has a summer home on Royalston Road in Fitzwilliam.
2: Yeah, that's Tree Farm, and then, he, and then he retired His to son Fitzwilliam. Is up there. got it now, I
3: guess. He retired to Fitzwilliam in fifty-one. Uh... Fifty-one, and then uh, his daughter is Mrs. Hugh Shane. Shane, Shane. Yeah, that was. Uh,
1: uh, did Daily Whipple,
2: sought mail on the train no, on the White a, River. He was a he was a he was a baggage. He was an agent. He, worked, he carried a firearm. He was a baggage master. Oh, mm. Government okay. job. All government right. job. Just like just like Long Derby. And then
1: the lady is Daily used to run mail on the bus that went from what Dolls Falls to. River I think so, yeah. Something the trip,
2: yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Daly. I remember Daly when he was working. I remember, what's his name here, yeah, when he was aged at uh, Derby. In fact, I got a couple of dogs, a couple of cat dogs I brought up in Michigan. They shipped in the cages. He was working out of Troy Then Yeah. an agent up there because he comes to me and he says, you got to come up and get these cages. These dogs have been in them cages for about a week, you know. Getting kind of mushy, you know?
3: <laughs> True New Hampshire. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 The other guy had a lot of pictures and stuff. I don't know what happened. He, had a stuff. Yeah. he was always going to give to me or give to somebody. I had to go talk to him and then all of a sudden he went. Gets to the point where I'd probably come into him too. you know, You know everything today, but tomorrow you don't even know who you are. You know?
3: That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's
1: before he went into the TV business, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I can remember him backing up the truck, here, on back here, picking up uh, REA. Yeah. Oh, is that what he was? Was he the Railway Express?
2: I can remember the cattle pens down here and everything, you know. No kidding. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Yeah. I don't remember the water tank, but I remember the cattle pens. In fact, the, upstairs over that station, there was a rubber. There was oh, a rubber. Yeah. Nice rubber. And there was a baseball bat up there. It was an old-fashioned, old, old bat. Beautiful bat. And it had somebody's name on it. I was it was a kid. And I can remember me and Spike Faber trying to sneak it out and Sam Williams caught us. <laughs> and uh, we were gonna to go to reform school, that's the way he said. It. So we brought it right back up and we never touched it again. But we didn't have no bat, but I can remember it was kind of a bottle bat, you know. I yeah. but it was real old fashioned. Somebody must have scoffed it, you know, because uh, so sure it's not I don't there now. I don't know who was the station agent when I was a kid. He let me go and play the telegraph TV.
1: uh, It wasn't wasn't Sam
2: Williams, I'll tell you that. This guy, this was back in Freddie Wilkins' day. Oh yeah, well, that's Freddie Wilkins used to come here when when Sam was here. I I can remember Wilkins way, way back, you know. Mm -hmm. Freddie Wilkins. Oh yeah, and the post office over there. They'd well, throw the, they throw the paper do. train to come. The paper yeah. train didn't even stop. They threw oh, the papers off. Right they bounced from the road, you know, <laughs> all wrapped up. And at 5 o'clock in the morning, you had your papers. Yep. You could send, uh, well, the trains are running. You could You get a Sears robot catalog. You make out a uh, Sears robot, an order to Sears robot. Yep. Uh, send it down this, mar- to, 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 this morning, say this morning. Tomorrow afternoon, you've got your order back.
1: Well, you, pay a a week. Letter, you pay a letter in Keene in the morning, you could
2: have it here in the afternoon. It's not like three days now. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And everybody knew each other, you know. But, uh, yeah. And I used to deadhead a lot on the trains. And old Bonehead Barry was the conductor on the last butt car they he had here. He was, he was uh, they called him Bonehead Barry. He was a bonehead too, but <laughs> he was a nice guy, you know. He had, he had, he had eggs on his tie. He was about six months old. But anyway, I say that. I said <laughs> it. I said, "I says, wake me up and Fitzwilliam. with you. I get on Fitchburg. You know. Okay, I'll wake you up and Fitzwilliam. with wait! Anyway, I guess somebody's waking me up. Walpole. I like, what the hell are you doing in Walpole? Then I gotta hire somebody to give me a ride back home. And I gotta be back at Fitchburg at 11 o'clock at night, you know. I don't even get a chance to just wave when I go by. Right? <laughs> and there's only about five people on the train, you know. How the hell can you forget? <laughs>
1: like I you said, know, on Saturday mornings, take the train to go to Keene, the movies. The doctor used to get mad and assume a bit, but he didn't want to sell us tickets. To put him out of the way. Yeah. Said, Why did you guys buy tickets Friday from the station? Oh, you know, well, we didn't have
2: time. Well, I think he could go to Keene for like, 50 cents. I guess it back. Yeah. He'd get mad at him, and how long? Making a Because he had to sell us a ticket. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, nasty! nasty. <laughs> I didn't know who it was. Oh, there's a lot of them old timers. Oh, they were bad. They were bad. <laughs> I used to get even with them. I <laughs> go away. But uh, some of them old timers, if they didn't have the retirement age, some of them old conductors and stuff, they'd work 110 yeah. if they'd let them. And they got miserable, more miserable every day, <laughs> every day. There was this one guy, his name's Nash. This is before I went on the railroad. <coughs> I was on a used to go down with the I, I was home and fro one time, and the guy, the section guys, oh, well, Bill Winners and those guys. I hung around with Bill Winters when I was a kid, lame of Microsoft, and I was glad they were trappers. And I used to follow them around. My father hated trappers. He couldn't bring, didn't talk trapping to my house. It's a, they were houndmen. They chased hounds and everything. So you Everything had to be on a slide, you know. So I'd go with a guy that, I'd skip school, I'd take a gun for me, i you know, go hunting all day and I'd have to hide it over to Bill's camp and then come home and lie like hell about where I'd been. Cause I had good marks. I never took a book home in my life. Until I found a playboy once at school. <laughs> But, uh, the, uh, yeah. you know, but anyway, uh, went down to, uh, Barney Ryan was a section foreman. He was a huge, guy. He was a big mountain of a man. And, uh, no matter what he said, right or wrong, he was right, you know. He had a whole bunch of guys that were, he never did much, except so stand out there and do this all day. <laughs> but anyway, I come on and furlough and the guys, well, come on, laddie, you gotta go down to Winchester. You on on the three o'clock train at we'll back on the five o'clock train We went down to winch and have a few beers on the Edson. That. That's way before the Hidden Palace and all that stuff. But anyway, we went down. And uh, get in there, and buy and Bought orders about fifteen tap beers and sets them right up on a bar for himself and orders ten for everybody else. The first six or seven turned to steam, you know, and in the hot the <laughs> The guy had a tank, you know, it was unbelievable. So you're gonna I'm a big tough marine. I'm gonna show him I can do it too, you know. But, <laughs> I didn't have the tank, you know, no yeah. hollow leg or nothing. But anyway, we get to drinking and it comes time to uh, come home on the 5 o'clock train. We missed the 5 o'clock train. And then, uh, of course, the milk no train come. We couldn't then there's a lake train in Edson, I mean, Welch's Cafe. and I can always remember. Conductor used to get off the train at the cross and come run over to Edson's Cafe and holler, train, make trains <laughs> but. Eight line, Fitzwilliam, Troy, you know, Walpole, West Milan, everything, you know. Yeah. That, that was a regular thing, right in the bar rope, you know. And everybody bail on and everything, and guys would suit coats, quarts of beer, because you couldn't buy beer around here. They'd buy, from Pete the Greek, you'd buy a quart of beer, something have have in your pocket, you know. Yeah, there. yeah. But uh, anyway, we're riding in the smoker car. And we're on the way home, and this guy Leonard Meddy, Peanut Meddy, they called him father worked on the railroad too, anyway, him and Sago Grant, this guy who was uh, he was a, he worked on the river. he worked in the woods most of the time. But anyway, always arguing. They were friends for years, but they were always fighting and Anyway, I got in a battle in the smoking car and I'm okay, but I'm gonna break it up. You know, so I got in there, broke it up. I was yelling at him and trying to set him down and conduct that. Nash comes in there, a big tall string beater. More out of you, he says. And going off the train. I ain't talking doing to nothing. I ain't, yeah, he's talking to me. I, I ain't doing nothing. To <laughs> trying
3: to break it. going to straighten these guys
2: out. So we're going along and uh, things are going good. He comes and he's. I'm still talking to one guy, Brad, I Had a little trouble with him. You know. First thing I know, the train goes an emergency. <sighs> we stop. Get back in the back, get back in the smoker. You get off. Open the gate. It's right down by Sip Palm Crossing, you know, in the, in the S-Curves down there, as it turned out, kicked me off the train. And this was in the wintertime. All I had on was loafers and Levi's and stuff. Like that. I wish you to the train, <laughs> But uh, I had loafers and stuff, and uh, the train went off left. I walked home. It took a long time to get home. It was cold. Anyway, this was in the uh, late 40s. I hired out 55, and I was uh, working out of Fitchburg on a spare board. Had an early morning patchy train in the wintertime. I forget the name of the train. I forget the number of the train, but I remember the engineer's name was uh, John McBride. He was an ex-Navy veteran. And. Uh, he was known to have a, tea, works in a lot of pool. but anyway, <laughs> he uh, backed the train off up on the station and hooked up. The car spread to come along, hooked cut the steam and everything. Looking at the train, making sure whether the seats were all turned and everything. Who shows up as the conductor but this guy. So I said to him, do you, do you remember me? He said, no, I don't remember you. He was just staring would the woods Yeah. I said, I remember you. You know, so I told, the, I told John Johnny McBride about it, and McBride says, we'll fix that. Thing. So anyway, we got a Pittsburgh. steam was going, to go, it was about two or six below zero. We get down to the air, cool in the air, it was calling for more steam. It was calling for more steam, the signal for more steam. It wasn't warm enough in the coaches. Uh, and you had a steam generator in the back of the 1500s mm-hmm. that uh, produced the steam. Well, I had it rubbed up pretty good, but uh, John says as long as you can see steam coming from the connection, we we'll are stop. There's plenty of steam back there. <laughs> he he's pulling these cold fish and the streams with death Anyway, we get down to Lincoln, and he's really calling for steam. Really calling for John says, "Open it up, and let him have some steam." So we let him have some steam, and we're pulling the station. Couldn't be nothing of steam coming over He was there with his handkerchief, flagging it. So I kept giving him more steam and more steam. I bet you he lost five pounds on that trip before he got the Boston. On the way out that night, he came up to me and he says, hey, enough is enough. I said, He says, I want steam, but he says, I don't want to. Everybody's sweating in the car. The other one wanted want steam. you got steam. I said, I don't have a gauge back here, you know. <laughs> I gotta either wait till you ask for it or tell me to shut it off. You know.
3: They used to signal you with a little whistle. Didn't they? That's right. The cab. Yeah. yeah. a whistle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you must have run freight out here at one time, right? Yeah, I run In freight
2: Cheshire. main line for years.
3: What, were You're you up, down on the main line? On the main
2: line, I run main line for years.
3: What about on the Cheshire? Not the, they didn't have
2: no long freight, train, except for yeah. the... Uh, I run the locals through here, I run yeah. the locals to Peter Bar, I run locals mm-hmm. the locals to Greenville, All the trestle up there. Did you? The Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, there's another high bridge.
3: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah.
2: You're standing at, you're in the locomotive, you look out the side, you don't see nothing. Yeah. The engine sticks out all the ties, yeah. it's just like uh, in a helicopter. You know?
3: yeah.
2: I work with engineers that stick their head under the window, they wouldn't look up. <laughs> I'd have to run the train over the bridge. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd say, hey,
3: look at
1: that! Look at that down
2: there! <laughs> yeah. you could feel it wiggling, you know. Yeah. You, switch, you switch the bottle shop on the street on wheel side, and you come out onto the bridge, when you stop, and you can feel it moving, huh? you know. Yeah. And one local one up there one day, and the uh, caboose went on the ground right in the middle of the trestle. Get out. The guy didn't even know it, you know. Jesus. Get out and looked, and it, was, it had a wheel off. They got it back on with
3: the, with the shoe. you know. And they had a guardrail. Yeah. But, uh, was there a lot of business on the Cheshire at that time, Laddie, or uh, where most of the businesses would sign? Same
2: like it seemed like a lot of business. They uh, all the local. My father had the local later on, and there's a lot of times they'd uh, go they'd go to. They'd go to they, they go up through here, high on the Falls with forty cars, you know, forty empties or whatever, mm-hmm. work all the way down. And sometimes they, are from Worcester, you know. Yep. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Now they come up the gar- through Gardner, yeah. right? Not Air. Yeah, Garden. Gardner. Gardner. Yeah. 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 Working all the all the uh, all local bit, all all the local team tracks. Is there yeah. any LCL at that time going on? No. It's all just sightings, industry sightings? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's, uh,
3: What's
1: uh, the An average strength?
2: No, 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 that would be like on a weekend, you pick up empties and stuff. But the local would be, you know, 15, 18, 20 cars, mm-hmm. sometimes only a dozen. Mm-hmm. But Keene, used to switch a lot Keen, Keene, one the Keen, Keene up uh, on the Summit. Uh, uh, they had a switcher at Keene. He, sure. He ended up, father, I think that's the last job he owned was a switcher and key. That was a, that was a tip job on the railroad. You know, he stayed with my sister. He never drove. In fact, nobody in my family ever drove a car to my sister. Everything was all shakes mail when I was a kid. Walk, walk, walk. You know? oh. 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 A lot of memories.
3: Yeah, great memories. A few time
2: cards. You got a few time
3: cards, I think. Those ones before you. I brought a few. I have a pretty good size I collection old, of them.
2: I got old. Dog.
3: Oh, do you? Yeah, Those are always. I've got, got, got a lot of manuals and
2: stuff. Yeah. Brake manuals and yeah. stuff like that. Different locomotives. Different locomotives. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know what
3: I'm going to do with that. Nobody's interested in that anymore. You know. be huh?
2: You'd
3: be surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah. A public timetable nineteen
2: forty eight. Yeah. Yeah. I got a around. ran up here, right? So nice. Yeah, nice. seven high ride way up in the top. At the top they had, a, they had a headlight on them, it was about as bright as the white bead of the black cat's ash. You can see nothing. <laughs> The dark, in the dock in yep. the dock, in the dock You know, was like a, Well, you know the way these lights are kind of, kind of a, uh, of an amber color now, like headlights and stuff. You know, street like, uh, lights. That's yeah. the way they work. Yeah. They didn't shine. A, it was a large cone, but you didn't really have the spotlight
3: out there that you had with the. Uh, yeah. With the new they were actually a, an array of bulbs with That's a. That's right. A reflector. Almost
2: like the jumper cable when they were bulbs. You know.
3: Yeah. Later yeah. on they put the sealed beams, they yeah. retrofitted them with sealed beams that threw a pretty good. But
2: they rode up high. Jesus, is yeah. really high up off the ground. Nice brake system,
3: nice set. Yeah, yeah. yeah they steam yeah. generator. They run nice, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had two prime movers in them, didn't they? Two prime movers? Yeah. I mean, even if one prime mover died on you, you still had another one. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, it was all right
2: when well, they stayed out of the engine room. Back in the engine room. Yeah your ear plucked, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to walk sideways. You go out there looking like a looking like a surgeon. You come out of there looking like the, the, the sleeping in a box guy. You know? Yeah,
3: yeah. Going around the
2: corners at the and you're out there with all of safety features. You get ground relays and all the speeds and everything else. Right. And you're hanging on to the side of the locomotive, and there's they're slamming from one side, slamming to the other.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. And I, Well, like going to Troy on 160. And, uh, 53 and 54,
3: but you know. A more clock, the engineer. I keep forgetting you know, you know, <laughs> i wouldn't worry about it at this stage.
2: Uh, no, I got a lot of members.
3: This train here. 50, 51?
2: 50 50, 54. 54 with nice with
3: East. Okay. I see you. Same here. Yeah. My name's Randy. Randy. Keep up the stories there. (laughs) Fifty. I like how you define things.
2: Fifty-seven and fifty-four. That's fifty-seven. That's going west.
3: Yep.
2: Fifty-four coming east. Very
3: important. Have those numbers. What is the uh, even numbers? Here we go. Troy to Boston. 52, 54. 54. So we get out of Troy at 6.00. Mm-hmm. Six yep. School kids is right. Uh huh. Usually had a, a 3,800 on that? Yeah. Yeah. Two. Two. Yeah. Two. Wow. Yeah. Two, three, eight hundred. Was it all, uh, all express baggage. Baggage and
2: baggage and express? 12, 12 Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of a premier. Omar Clark was one of the best. He owned it for years. He was uh, a little bit of a speedster, but he got the, he got the job done. Got he got, over over road, yeah. got him over the road, yeah. Get him over the road. Turned in by many times by the track form and everything else. Oh, jeez. Like he said, if you, if you get your track up, there's not what the hell you were. Uh, we don't like coal, yeah. Used to stop in Greenfield. The firemen had to take water. Right at the old office, they used to call it called a marble office, like marble mm-hmm. Yeah. Any problems, the road's going to be right there. But if that's where their office is, yeah, right means, there. Yeah. They come down there and interview you one way or the other. New men, new men like myself. They, they follow you around like a crow, you know, on a yeah, road oh, jet, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So yeah.
3: when, when you were working that Troy job, were you staying in Boston, or were you staying in Troy?
2: Out of Fitchburg. It was Out that of a Fitchburg. Oh, that's where they changed crews? Yeah, changed crews to Fitchburg, and from Fitchburg to Troy, then Troy back to Fitchburg. So you had a, had a crew, line. what the hell was it called? Out of Boston, I remember this fellow, named name was Frankie McMahon. Which, uh, he'd come in, and uh, 54 in the morning, and 54 around noon. Leave. It around noontime, left 11 at noontime I think it was uh, Fitchburg,
3: 54.
2: What is the Yeah, 1138.
3: Yeah? yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was your life though, you know. I did. Yeah, I
2: remember I mean, you know, I a student, you know? I had, yeah.
3: Yeah. Had, had a couple of women
2: students.
3: Even back then, really Yeah. Back in the, in the 70s. Oh, in the 70s, yeah. They have a lot of women engineers now in the team. Wow. You yeah.
2: yeah, wouldn't think so to start off. It's just like everybody else. You get somebody that doesn't know them, and he's a teacher. You get these people, and they know them. They
3: think, think they, they, know they know everything. They can't teach them right, nothing. right. See you, Randy. Unfortunately, I didn't bring my album of old pictures. I brought mainly stuff that's fairly recent, which, but I'll know better okay. next time. I have a pretty good collection of older stuff, old b trains. Yes, North Walpole. North North Walpole? Yes, sir. On the table. Not too long ago, actually. Mm -hmm. This is an old Whiting's Creamery in uh, North Walpole. Uh, It was off the mountain track. Yeah. Up behind the engine house. That's the only reason I took pictures of that. I start thinking about things
2: that happened. And then I start remembering other things. You know, one thing goes to
3: yeah, triggers another matter. Yeah.
2: Not in sequence,
3: but I'm just
2: thinking about the, the hook plant out there at Eagle Bridge.
3: You know, yeah, that was the last that. of them. Yeah. In fact, you can look in some of these later timetables, and they still talk about it into the 1960s, 65, 66. Yeah. Still yeah. talking about the Eagle Bridge. Uh, hook used, to ship, used to
2: ship cars off at Eagle Bridge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, they used to be running freight trains going west. Mm-hmm. The middle of the night, you know, probably I yep. was driving a truck, and he had a truck that he was out back, he was, he was driving a good line. I had to see the trucks, he had to sleep in the truck, I had to see the truck. Probably
1: wired for proper transportation
2: at the time. Yeah, he had a trailer truck, I said, I know it was his truck, so I stayed right on the weapon, like, I <laughs> was I, I walked Eagle Bridge, one time. Yeah. <laughs> I Like at Eagle Bridge, the old station, they had uh, to come tear it down. I
3: If they're from the Cheshire branch, save right the those. Okay. So so you might want them to your. We could put those. Put them on in, in display our, our in the museum. It'd be I, nice you could put them on a piece of wood in order, yeah. date. I was just, just thinking, all the are from the branch. we will deal with the, lock, the, the box yeah, watches. Watch, remember? Actually, I, got, I, still, I, don't
1: know many, I
2: think I still got one or two watches. Two what? I a of watches. Walls. Oh, well, yeah, Watch. watches. I think it all the time to run around. They had two, Did you collect them, or just, you just had them because you didn't use them? I had them when I was, no, I had them uh, back up. Some of my fathers and stuff like that. Beautiful.
3: Nothing like a railroad watch. No. The best. Sensitive. Yeah. You had to bring them in every so often to get checked oh, yeah, yeah. by the one certified oh, yeah, uh, had. Yeah, you certified. Certified watch. You had, a you
2: had to carry a car. Right. And if you had that car, you, the watch was not enough to slot snuff before I asked you. Right yep. Because yep. the watch is
3: adequate.
2: Yep. And you could ask anybody for his car. Anybody on the river would ask anybody else for his car. Yep. And it better be up to date.
3: Yep.
2: And they only had certified uh, jewelers. To, to That's control. right. Yep. They had to be cleaned every once in a while, and the jeweler had to finish inside of the watch. Oh yeah, there's a lot more of
3: it than just root and whistle. Every yeah. station had a clock, right? That's right. And is it true there was a sign that said whether it was a little fast or a little slow from standard exactly. time? So when you set your watch, you knew... Okay, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. To, like you said, to the second. Oh, no, I've got clocks that sit themselves. Yeah. But some of the new clocks today...
2: Some of the new clocks today, they don't lose no time at all. You, know, have the boxes, yeah. you didn't have them on them Would you? And you used to, they were so sensitive that you used to wear them against your skin because you'd take a, take a railroad watch and drop it on a bed. Mm-hmm. And you could damage it. You know, that's how, really? That's how sensitive you were. You know? yeah. I used to wear mine right against my skin. If you hit it. your body would take the shock, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I will not get names and addresses, and I'll make up a list and make sure everybody gets a copy of it. Like, I remember him coming down here, wheeling and deal oh, with the guys? The uh,
2: old servant Charlie Weaver, that's what he looked like. Did he, he ever do any? What, what was his livelihood? He was running his store over the stores, we know that. Huh? Yeah, he used to swap watches, and he used to sell guns and stuff back the first time. The rifle I ever had was... Uh, 4570 single shot Springfield, I bought it six bucks. Mm-hmm. And I had a double barrel 20 gauge our uh, Davis. I bought for nine. Mm-hmm. Took me two years to pay them. I uh, I used to work for him over there sewing up brain bags, rats and then brain bags, they had a big needle and stuff. This was just a kid.
3: You know, my biggest one of my biggest regrets is uh, I interviewed him. I think I filled up four or six, four or five of these. Plus another one he did with the Boston and Maine Railroad Historical Society. They brought him down one night to set him up and he just spoke. He just went. And that's how I knew about the cockroaches in Troy. He, that's oh, yeah. where I heard that story. Not only the anyway, cockroaches,
2: but bedbugs.
3: But he said to me, he said, Jim, you know, go home, listen to that. He said, if you want to do this again, be sure to, be oh. sure to give me a call. And do you know, I, I kept putting it off and putting it off. Putting it off, and a couple years later, he was dead. I never got back to see him again, and I, I learned my lesson at that time. He was a great union. Well, we had
2: a lot of good. Of Course, it was it, it was it, in those days that was part of the, the job. And right. the union got along.
3: Mm-hmm. Was, That's what he it, said.
2: The, the, the kind of police it was an
3: understanding.
2: Day. Exactly, it was very very good. A lot yep. better than they have today. Yeah, we had a lot better railroad. Yeah. That rule book, but uh, you were confident enough in the people that you were working for. If you had to break the rule, you know. Yep. You were smart enough. You, you Usually, it's up to you anyway. You've got to make decisions. That's what thing you learn about as an engineer. Or something. You gotta, you're out there by yourself. You've got to make a decision. You've got you two miles of box cars some town somewhere. you, you got to get them out of there. You know, there ain't nobody to lead you by the hand. Yeah. You've
3: got to do it. You know? This is one of the things I think that made railroading so unique was most people go to a job and the boss is in the next room or upstairs or oh, whatever. When you go railroading, you're just you're there. out there on your own. You're the captain. And you've got to think on your feet. you got to think
2: on your feet. call on the radio and the guy says, said to me, Ray, where the hell have you been? He says, I haven't seen you on the light, with bus current. I said, I don't know how to Dispatcher? Or? Dispatcher, yeah. He was the uh, and I said, I said, well, I, said, I got about 12,000 tons here, I got an train. strain. And I said, uh, I'm at a five mile an hour speed. So I think it was about 30 of them, and then five mile, ten mile an hour, they give you a bucket to order that mechanical.
3: Yeah.
2: I wonder why you weren't making it. And I said, I'm, uh, it's one of the highest bull over the bus car. Yeah, it's yes, yes, west of Negro Bridge, and uh, he says, "It's all small, <laughs> it's, all, it's all smooth on my board here." He says, <laughs>
3: "It's all smooth. what on my board?" "It's all smooth
2: on my smooth. board." <laughs> 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 yeah, how are you doing? You know, he yeah. says, "How's the engines going?" Remember how the engines going?" They went a they want to know if they have to push you out of here. you've got way over time. To Up the guards, all right. You get a pusher out right of Rotterdam or out of Mechanicville, to get you by via river okay. down there at the bottom of the hill, at the bottom of Shelby. Yep. Get you in a deer field, but then out of Deerfield they find out if running okay. They'll say, well, they'll, they push it a little bit more. Well, we'll give them another 30, 40 cars and, and hook him up with a hook him up with a pusher as long as you're going. Yeah. They up around the a right as tight as they can go around King Street crossing there, Royalton. full sand, going about six miles. If you could get off the lead and then take a shit. Get on the and you wouldn't have to hurry. You know, but you're still going. You know, that's good. You're going. And that's a fact. There's you. a
3: visual for you, huh? Yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, as long as they don't slip, the minute they slip, yeah, things happen.
3: Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: But it's all, it's all, it's all, run on the, on the edge of the floor. Everything breaking. Yeah. Is tonnage. Active effort and everything is right on the edge of the sword. You push it right to the limit. And all the engines aren't the same. Yep. You know, it's like a horse. They can just, you can give me that. You give me the X7, tell me how much tonnage I got. These engines, you can't lie to these friggin' engines. Yeah. You know, they'll tell you. You got the brand new 200s, three hundreds. Yeah. They're not gonna pull a whole railroad. you can't do that, you know. And some of the three hundreds are really get up high there. You get them going okay, but at low speed they can pull nothing. all on the hills. Yeah. Then you got to back up, and oh. break the train. I haven't, a lot of guys did. I didn't have any trouble with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, come up, and break the train, bring it up to and go to Baltimore, go to God, and go back, get the other part of the train running yeah. around and put it together the pain in the ass. Yes, sir. So you find ways to get it done. You know, yeah. Sometimes it isn't in the book, but it works. You know, so you have road foreman driving there. They want to know how you do it, and somebody else isn't doing it. So they ride with me, and they see I'm breaking the rules, but I'm getting it done. I ain't hurting the equipment.
3: You find a way, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most people, I don't think, appreciate the abilities of a good engineer.
2: They turn around and everybody. There's times like I tell a lot of guys today. are still taking. Care
3: of. I can shut it off.
2: I can tell you this. I never said this to anybody. But, uh, the crews I worked with, and I worked with. Them, Johnson brothers out of there uh, awesome. great guys. And uh, they uh, they could and they they were there. They were there for they, they did their job well enough Sunday. They give you confidence. They give you confidence. Yeah. Some people you don't have any confidence. This is it. When you gotta lead somebody around with a nose, it's not it's meant for a good day. But I can think of many, many times where we was getting shit, five young women nobody else in the crew knew it. If they'd known how close we were to really fucking it, they would have shot. off. But everything worked out all right. So you're a hell of a guy. You know, you're lucky you did get it done. But it's yeah. you
3: know, a luck. The luck
2: experience. Yeah. Experimentation, you've got to take it. You gotta do it, you gotta take a chance. Sometimes that's how you learn. It. Yeah. That's how I learn because I, my first, my first started running in my life probably a long time. Just, some guys wouldn't talk to me. Yeah. They knew you, you know, they, they, this is the guy I wanted for my job. You
3: know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them tried to make it sound like it was a lot more difficult than it was. Oh, yeah. And then I find out this guy was really a rubber boot, you know?
3: A <laughs> rubber boot?
2: That was a saying. That was a saying for a guy that was used to call some of these guys. Used to tell them, you know, they used to carry a put an empty opera car behind a locomotive so could put the drawbars in it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> knuckles and drawbars. Knuckles know? and
3: drawbars. But, huh? uh,
2: well, yeah. But, I mean that that was common knowledge. Guys, <laughs> some guys they didn't want to work with this guy. They not want to work with that guy. But that with every job. I was
3: lucky. I was lucky. Well, luck is only part of the is, equation. You
2: do it have to do it right because you have of half a dozen people
3: it You don't have that opportunity. Uh-oh.
2: Every train breaks yeah. Train from yeah. train.
3: Yeah. Every yeah. brake is different. Every, every they, they put those trains together, they can put all the loads in the front end, all the loads at the back end, they can spread them out. They you've you got thing. loads and empties. Yeah. And I've I've heard engineers talk well, about the
2: load loaded load freight train I uh, know breaks on high empty freight train. Because you get uh, inertia. Yep. It takes that much more radiation. So, uh, sure. Short of the train that's loaded harder it is to break and take a six or seven car train Yeah. And you get it going speed up to speed and you come into a hill you really got to hit them high to break it down especially at this winter time if you don't mm. prepare to get the brakes a little bit warmed up you like got to warm up yep high, but,
3: yep uh,
2: before you know it, you them too hard. It might work good with this train a week later you got the same one of cars you feel this this is rational, it's moving you know speed on it lubrication on the wheels all of a sudden your brakes are only about 20 percent what they were about 10 seconds ago, you know? so you got to either if you get time you wait a little bit see if it's going to happen if you don't then you kind of pinch them a little bit And then uh sometimes the it works and sometimes it do not you know If why you get it going too fast like some of the coal trains you got to stop and then you're lucky if you've got air enough to stop sometimes it takes hours you to stop and then you get them stop on a train on a hill you got a monitor get them started again, you've got to kick them off, mm-hmm. you got to release it. brake. Sure. When you release the brake, you're on a brake, you got to have some way of holding that train where it is, because you've got to, then you've got to recharge it, yep. you got to recharge it, so you got to have the brake back. in wind up, wind up hand brakes on the head end, uh-huh. and then you charge the train up, and get it up the way you want it, and then you get up there and do whatever you have to do, whatever the train happens to be, and then they knock off the brakes, and Lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, teamwork, yeah? a lot yeah, of teamwork. Yeah. Sometimes it works beautiful. Sometimes it's like a piece of shit. You don't know it. it's, no matter what you do, it don't work it's out. Tight, you know? But tight, you tight. have to, you have to do it. They get and if run. you got a signal down there that's red, you're not, you don't go white. You don't go yeah. There might be another train sitting right there on the other end of it. You, know? you come into an interlocket or something. It's ten miles an hour, five miles an hour. the Red signal is going to stop you care to stop that's why you've got to know where you are, you know, the physical characteristics of the rotor, all the basic switches, all the trailing switches, all the derails and all this stuff out, yep. the, uh, the uh, grade signals and everything, so that you know, with some of the crossovers are sharp, the 20 mile an hour crossovers, some are 30, some of go through 40, no big deal you know. yep. some of them are real tight, you really got to get it down there, yep. and the whole train, yep. it ain't just the locomotive, that's it's a of the bad right. To west out uh, in Mount Adams, you come out of the tunnel. You know, it 10 miles an hour in the tunnel. You What's know,
3: that tunnel? The Hooter Tunnel. Yep. Yep. You
2: know, East yep. Portal. Yep. West Port, coming in Mount Adams, going out, going yeah, west. Uh, of course, you go up the hill, the center, the, up the center shaft, and you start down and start picking up. And you pick them up, you don't let them get over 700 miles an hour. Keep them down there. You're not letting them get up to 20 and try to break them down. But if you do, too much air when you get them down, you can't pull them at seven or eight miles an hour. And anyway, we come through the tunnel and we get them down nice and come out of the tunnel above against the store. And he picks them right up. We're going, Where are you going? Well, two miles an hour in the tunnel. I said, Yeah, but the rest of the train's got to come through. Me. The rest of the train's got to come through. Too. No. <laughs> well,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're- you
2: got a five mile long speed limit, a ten mile long speed limit. Mile 65 or something like that, 0. 0.6 or 0. 0.9, you got to know where that is. And they might have a jack under a piece of track there with a broken rail, and you want everybody to go over it 5 miles an hour. They mean 5 miles an hour, not 12 or 15, you know, because they can't handle it.
3: You know? Yeah,
2: yeah. And that means the whole train. Well, mm-hmm. I work with some nice people, nice guys. I, miss, I don't miss the railroad,
3: but I miss working with a lot of guys. i got a I got along with everybody. Every I there. can see why. A
1: good good guy.
3: Let it all hang out
2: and then, uh, used to call me out a sometimes. Yeah. These young, guys, you know, they yeah. they got kind of to sprout out, you know. Yeah. I had to keep them tall. You,
3: know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Are you said you re- went. Out, you retired in eighty-seven. Uh, eighty-seven. So you you were yeah. around for Guilford then. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Around for yeah. I got it
3: right. Yeah. Out front. yeah. The other guy yeah. The Guinness. Yeah, you His went. Wife did. Made it Uber, right. the Bluebird. That's right. House. That's right.
2: Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I got know guys. Okay, Cal. And we're going to get
1: back together. Let me know. And we're going to we're going to send out special invitations to get people. You know, Joe Tardif, uh Dan Venus, and this guy that Ann was talking to. Just other people
3: people. Yeah. We want to get exposed to this. Hopefully Bill can make it. I was going to come with my good friend. He runs trains down on the old Boston and Albany line, CSX now. And sat, we set this up for a Saturday because that's his normal rest day. And they called him last night. Somebody marked off and he had to take a train out to Selkirk. And his wife called me about 6 o'clock last night and said he was bullshit. Can't. He was bullshit. Yeah. He wanted to come in the worst way. So next time. He'd love to talk to you about running, running locomotives and running trains because that's what he does. Although I think he's, all, he's a conductor right now. He's waiting yeah. to get set up. Yeah. Yeah. A real nice guy. A lot of guys, that I had, a lot of guys, a lot of jobs I had as trainmen and
2: conductors that went to the school and transferred when they became engineers. I I'd kind work of
3: <laughs> well, Laddie, I want to keep you. To see you. Excellent, excellent. You better edit, edit that. Yeah, well, we'll expletive yeah. delete it. <laughs> delete it, is that what they call it? Yeah. It's either that or put it all in Russian. you like
0: it. It. That wraps up this week's episode of High Green. If you'd like to be on the show, or if you know anybody that has stories or memories of the Boston and Maine Railroad, you can reach out to us. Please send us an email at bmrrhsgmail.com, at or you can send us a message right on Facebook. Hope you enjoyed tonight's episode, and we're looking forward to having you back for next time.